Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. This is Pastor Dewey Modi of For God's Glory Alone Ministries. I'm in reserve, Lord willing, that the First Baptist Church there preaching my message today, Dad, simply entitled Dad, Ephesians 5, 22 through 6, 4. And I had the best dad in the world ever. He would have been 90 on Flag Day, veteran of the U.S. Marines, Sergeant enlisted at 17, served in China, was coming into Pearl Harbor after it had been attacked, and then was on a ship headed to Japan, all full of Marines, ready to invade Japan before President Truman decided to drop the atomic bombs. Became transportation director for the school district back in Wyndham, Minnesota, and uh, assistant fire chief head usher at the American Lutheran Church, Wally Modi, my hero. So let's read from Ephesians 5:22 through 6:4. Wives be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of his, the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also wives ought to be their husbands in everything. Husbands love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands ought also to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church, because we are members of his body. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife even as himself, and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband." Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Praise God. That is Ephesians 5.22-6.4. through 6, 4. And I pray that you will read that from time to time. Now, I realize the text we just read is not entirely directed at fathers. Some of it addresses husbands, some of it addresses wives, some of it addresses children. But if you think about it for a second, you realize that every single part of it is tied to men. It says, husbands, love your wives. You can't be a husband if you're not a man, no matter what our current society says. A husband, by definition, is a man. Webster's defined, defines husband this way, a married man, a man someone is married to, a male partner in a marriage. It says, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. You can't be a wife unless you have a husband. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Children are not possible without a man. You see, God created the male species for specific purposes with specific responsibilities. I certainly want to honor every father today, but I also want to make sure that every man understands his responsibility in this life. 
whether he is a father or not. You know, makes me think of my grandpa Floyd Carraway. What a man, a solid man of God, a farmer, a woodworker, lived south of Windham, Minnesota, built furniture and like jewelry chests for the church to sell to raise funds, Bethany Lutheran Church in Bergen, Minnesota. I didn't know my grandpa Modi, Chris, he died when my dad was just 13 years of old. old. You know, I don't want you women to take a nap because you need to know what God has to say about the role of men. There are far too many Christian women who are letting their Christian husbands neglect their responsibilities as leaders in the home. Sadly, we men are sometimes weak and we need to be reminded of who we are and encourage us to be who we're supposed to be. In addition to that, young boys need mothers who will raise them to be men when the fathers fail to do so. Women play a vital role in producing and maintaining men. And I suspect that most every man who is honest will admit that there was a woman at some point in their life who helped mold them. A mother, grandmother, aunt, school teachers. It was my mother, my grandmother. My grandmother Modi died young also. My, uh, my aunts, yes, school teachers. Man, I had tremendous school teachers. The message for today is simply titled, Dad. I want to help you see that being a father is a very special privilege that God gives us. But I also want you to see that there is a big difference between a father and a dad. Any male that is biologically healthy can be a father, but it takes a great deal more to be a dad. When it comes to fatherhood, our society has it all messed up for the most part. There seems to be a growing number of young men who think that getting a girl pregnant is the key to manhood. I've got a kid on the way, I'm a man. But once the child is born and the newness wears off, they don't think it's so cool anymore. They either take off and abandon their family, or they stay and ignore their responsibilities in raising that child. For many males, children are just a trophy. Can you imagine? To be brought out and flashed around whenever it's convenient. Oh my. Listen to this now. There are many fathers who are all about taking the easy way out. And a large number of them, chicken out. Before their kids even make it to college. I make that statement because these stats back it up from the U.S. Department of Census. 44% of children in America currently live in fatherless homes. No male figure of any kind, stepdads, etc. There are an estimated 64.3 million fathers in the U.S., only 26.5 million of them are living at home with their wife and kids. In other words, more than 50% of the fathers are absent from their biological children. What's the result of absentee fathers? What is the result? 85% of all children with behavior disorders come from fatherless homes. 80% of rapists with anger problems come from fatherless homes. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 75% of all adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers come from fatherless homes. 85% of all youth in prison come from fatherless homes. Daughters of single-family homes where the father is not involved are 71% more likely to have children as teenagers and 92% more likely to get divorced if they ever marry. Tragic. This may surprise you, but I have an opinion on something. Men who abandon their children are not real men. Men who care more about themselves 
and their own needs don't deserve to have children. They don't deserve to have God's children. Men who walk out on their responsibility should never be called dad. They don't deserve that title. And I feel the same way about men who run from their child support. Fatherhood is taken much too lightly by many in this country. God intended for the word father to be a word of honor and respect. It should be considered a powerful word. It should mean something besides contributing to a birth of a child, and when it comes to God, it does. When we think of our Heavenly Father, hopefully He is more to us than the one who brought us into this world. You know, my son Lars lives in Chicago, and I don't get to see him very often, but he calls two to three times a week, texts me. He always tells me that he loves me. Always does. I'm proud to be a father with five kids, but I'm even more proud to be a dad. Dad is a short three-lettered word that describes a special connection, a special kind of love. Gretchen always calls me dad. Lars calls me papa. Greg calls me dad. In the Bible, we find two words, Abba, and a Romeric word. It equates to a personal name for someone. Children address their fathers by this word. Father comes from a Greek word meaning nourisher, protector, and upholder. Those two words put together describe a child's love and confidence in their father. I believe most children love their fathers somewhat naturally, but not all children have confidence in their dads, their fathers. Can you believe that? Not all children have confidence in their fathers. Right. They give the children no confidence. When you have a child's love and confidence, you've earned the title of daddy. What makes a dad? Devoted. Did you know there's a big difference between devotion and commitment? Devotion. Having strong love or loyalty for something or someone. Commitment. A promise to be loyal or something or someone. Personally, I'd rather have the devotion. Promises are too easily broken. The man who wears the title of dad has strong love and loyalty toward his children. They recognize it, and that's why they lovingly call him dad. A Christian dad has the kind of love and loyalty that we read about in God's Word. He is devoted to the things that God wants him to be devoted to. A Christian dad is devoted to leading his family. He realizes that God has given him that responsibility and that he must honor God in the way that he loves his wife and children. A Christian dad is devoted to giving patient instruction in earthly matters and in spiritual matters. He understands the importance of teaching his children all kinds of things to help them succeed and stay safe in this world. Things like manners. Please and thank you. Do not interrupt people when they're talking. Be quiet and respectful when someone else is speaking. Don't burp out loud. <laughs> Respect for the elderly, for the disabled, for the opposite sex, for our nation, for our nation's flag, for other people's property. Proper language, foul language is not funny. You and your kids look foolish when you use it. Correct language, not slang. Proper attire, do your kids look like they belong to God or what? Some pimp? I don't know. Life skills, general home repair and maintenance, auto maintenance, raising a garden, anything they will need to know when they are on their own. Self-defense and safety. Don't encourage them to fight, but give them the skills to defend themselves or avoid conflict as needed. Practical tips for safety, driving, walking alone at night, etc. There are many earthly things that a Christian dad should teach his children, 
but there are also spiritual things that a Christian dad should be teaching them. And some of them go hand in hand with the earthly things. The Bible instructs us about respect for others, self-discipline, common courtesy, being good stewards of our possessions, etc. A good dad, a good Christian dad, will not neglect to teach his children the truths of God. Read Ephesians 6, 4. It is absolutely impossible to bring your children up in the training and instruction of the Lord if you don't know what it is. Christian dads must spend time in God's Word, gaining new insights and seeking the wisdom of God so they can pass it on to their children. And bringing them up in the training and instruction of the Lord means more than just sitting in the pew with them on Sunday. It means modeling at home. Modeling at home. It means talking about it in the home. It means demanding it in the home. And sometimes it means disciplining them if they refuse to follow your instruction and leading. Now, this is where some people get very uncomfortable. Dewey, you're taking this too far. Because we have allowed society to dictate when and how we discipline. We're raising up a whole nation of undisciplined kids because we are failing to discipline as God instructed. As God instructed. And that brings me to the next thing a Christian dad is devoted to. A Christian dad is devoted to being consistent in discipline. The book of Proverbs has several things to say on this subject. 3.12, the Lord disciplines those he loves as father disciplines the son he delights in. In other words, people who don't discipline their children don't really love them. 19.18, discipline your son for in that there is hope. Do not be a willing party to his death. Many parents, you see, are simply enabling their children actually participating in their downfall because they will not discipline. You know, ne nearly everywhere I go now, I see crazy things. People being brought up by parents that just don't know godly parenting. Proverbs 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. 29.19, one cannot be corrected by mere words, though he understands he will not respond. Discipline and punishment are biblical words. God has always had to discipline his children. Why would we ever think we don't need to? Father, stand up and be a man. Be the man God called you to be. Don't run from your God-given responsibilities. Love your wives. Love your kids. Be consistent in your discipline. Some kids require a great deal of correction and discipline. Others don't. Hey, how about this one? A father had sent his youngest son to, the be to bed one night. Five minutes later, Dad! What? I'm thirsty. Can you bring me a drink of water? No, you had your chance. Now the lights are out. Five minutes later, Dad! Dad! What? I'm thirsty. Can I have a drink of water? I told you no. If you ask again, I'm going to spank you. Five minutes later, Dad! 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 What? When you come in to spank me, can you bring me a drink of water? <laughs> well, what makes a good dad? Being attentive, right? Attentive. A good dad is attentive to physical needs. That means food, clothing, shelter, and medical needs. Material possessions and wants are not on this list. 
There are many good Christian dads who can't afford to give their children all their wants, but they do an excellent job of providing for their needs. On the flip side of that, there are fathers who give their children everything they want but fail to meet their needs. They're, They're ruining their children. A good dad is attentive to emotional needs. These needs can often be pretty deep, and most dads find it hard to respond appropriately. In fact, this is where a good mom lends expertise. But a good dad will always try to do his best when it comes to emotional needs of his children. A good dad is attentive to spiritual needs. What makes a good dad? Dependable. This is where a lot of fathers mess up. They can't be depended on. They make promises. They break them. They don't provide their children what they should. They don't prioritize their children. They don't. They don't. They pick themselves over their children. A good dad can be depended on for wise counsel. In order to give wise counsel, you have to have some wisdom yourself. And the Bible tells us that all wisdom comes from God. If you want to have wisdom, you need to seek it. Ask God to help you to have wisdom. Ask God to help you have wisdom. Wisdom is not the same thing as street smarts. Street smarts and general common sense are good things to have, but nothing replaces the wisdom that God will give you and your children. A good dad can be depended on for protection. A good dad will be active in his children's lives and always be on the lookout for potential danger. Lifestyle changes that the child is going through, relationships that may be unhealthy, friends that may be leading them astray, decisions they make that might lead to problems, and attitude changes. Children may never admit it. The children may never admit it, but they want to be able to depend on you to protect them. They want to be able to depend on you to protect them. A good dad can be depended on for provision. I close today, 1 Timothy, with 1 Timothy 5.8. If anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Happy Father's Day. God bless you all. I'm Pastor Dewey Modia for God's Glory Loan Ministries.